Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. The Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Alright, feels good to sweat. Sweat, 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 sweat. What a day, February 2nd. This is why I love Duval. Don't tell me it's going to rain this weekend. Don't tell me it's going to get cold this weekend. Come on. The hardworking people of Jacksonville. I have a future as a politician. I care for you people. I do. You work so hard. The fingers to the bone just to put food on the table. We're going to lower taxes. All right, we're going to clean up the trash on the side of the roads, and damn it, we're going to find a way to make it sunny skies on Saturday and Sunday. I feel for you. I do. You want to play some golf. You want to go boating. You want to do, I don't know, maybe you want to work on your shrubbery or, or things like that, and uh, uh, I do. It, it bothers me. I, I, I could never live with the rain. I could never live in Portland or Seattle or imagine being in London. <laughs> I'm reading the Rod Stewart autobiography right now, and he keeps going back and forth from London to uh, uh, to Los Angeles. By the way, Rod just killed it. I mean, I'm in the chapter now where he had the 20-year-old, oh, and, and she escapes my mind right now, the uh, 20-year-old supermodel who was on the cover of, uh, look that up if you would for me. It was, I think it was his third wife. It's on the tip of my toe. It's Rachel Hunter. Rachel Hunter, okay? I mean, Rod's 45. And he gets Rachel Hunter at the age of 20. And I'm just like, life's not fair. Or, then again, is it fair? Okay? Rod Stewart ain't anything, right? What Rod Stewart had was some great hair. His voice ain't extra special. It's kind of raspy, you know? It's a little bit of a combination of a Joe Cocker. Uh, not quite Bob Seger, you know. I mean, it's an it's an iconic voice. It, it's not a Steve Perry voice, an Elton John voice, a Bono voice, a Freddie Mercury voice. It's a raspy voice, you know. It's like he smokes three packs a day. If the man's forty five and he gets a twenty year old Rachel Hunter going back and forth, but he liked the sunshine of L.A. Okay, hey, we have the sunshine here in Duval. We don't have to deal with the freaks. In Los Angeles. We don't have to deal with the taxes of Los Angeles. It just felt good to get out today and uh, and break a sweat once again. I, I did get an 18, and it was a phenomenal day. And, you know, i got to say this. I get asked all the time, and I've been asked this by my clients. I've been asked this by longtime listeners. I get asked this by... Uh, folks who are looking to get into broadcasting, whether they're interns or whatever, and it sounds always as follows. How much time do you spend preparing for the show? Okay, and my answer is you never stop preparing for the show. 
You don't. It's not a deal where, like, you know, it's happy time or it's family time or it's lunch time or it's brunch time. or No, you you are always, regardless, in, in my 16th year here, I mean, I was on 9 to 12 here. I was on 12 to 3 here. For seven and a half years, I was on 3 to 7 here. Now I'm on 6 o'clock. So I've been all over the place. And the moment you get up, you automatically think, what are you going to talk about? And that's the only difficult part about coming on when I do. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I don't want any other shift. I am so happy here. It allows me to do things like play 18 holes of golf earlier today. But my point is you're always thinking about what are you going to talk about tonight, okay? Because that's, that's what it's all about. And, and for me, I take a tremendous amount of pride in that. I mean, I've been called everything you can get called. Uh, in the world uh, by keyboard warriors and what have you, and I'm fine with that. As a matter of fact, I oftentimes, including during last night's show when someone called me a little bitch from Boston, uh, I happen to enjoy that every once in a while. So like me or dislike me, fine. I've never had a problem with that. The only issue I ever would have a problem would be if someone came up to me and said, you don't prepare for your show. Your work ethic is not where we need it to be. That's never happened to me. And the day it does, and I know it's absolutely time for me to get away. So, to make a long story short, even on the golf course, each and every shot, when the other three are hitting, you know, I'm, I'm probably not the best golfing partner if they're like, where did that go? Because most of the time, my head is buried into the phone, and I'm finding out what's going on, and, you know, I'm, I'm piecing together what I am going to talk about. And, you know, pro football focus comes up. And one of the first things I see is retire number 12. Should Tom Brady be retired around the National Football League? And obviously, I'm a huge Brady guy. I'm like, no. I mean, you got to be kidding me. No. Jackie Robinson absolutely deserved to have his number retired, number 42, because he broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball. All right? You retire Brady, are you going to retire Gretzky? Are you going to retire Michael Jordan? Or are you going to retire LeBron James? The answer to that question is an emphatic no. By the way, I also saw, and this will blow you away, Brady made $333 million in 23 seasons in the NFL. He's going to make $375 million over the next 10 as a broadcaster. I mean, how great is life? Who's got a better life, Rod Stewart or, or Tom Brady? Right now I'm taking Tom Brady because Rod Stewart's close to 80. Uh, Brady's uh, only 45 years of age. So anyway, I'm flipping around, and all of a sudden I see, bam, he's right there. It's Jalen. It's Jalen Ramsey. And it's a question to pro football focus. But it fooled me for 10, 12 seconds. I was like, wait a minute. I was ready to run off the golf course. It said Jalen Ramsey to Jacksonville. And listen, there are so many thoughts I have here on this. And let me get straight to the point. If you could ever afford to do it, if you're one of those who is so hard-headed that you would not take back Jalen Ramsey, then you're an idiot, okay? There's no other way to say it. Now, I know he quit on you. 
I know he quit on his teammates. I know he quit on the fans. I know he quit on the city. I know he faked an injury. I watched him in a locker room when the team plane was delayed for four hours where everyone was doing their own and Dion, uh, excuse me, Jalen was off by himself on his cell phone. He had elected to basically cut bait with everyone and everything. I witnessed it. But you got to be kidding me. This is a Hall of Fame talent. You add Deion Sanders to your, uh, excuse me, you add Jalen Ramsey to your, your football team, and I, I really shouldn't compare the two because Deion's the greatest corner of all time. I actually have something that I want to get into on Deion Sanders a little bit later on. That's why I have uh, let that name slip out here a couple of times. But here's what we, we have to accept. Nothing is fair in the NFL. Nothing is right in the NFL. Look at Monday's show. It was all about the officiating. Look at Sunday night. Everyone's talking about how this thing is rigged. No matter what happens in this league, there is complaint after complaint after complaint. There are a bunch of guys in the league who are not good human beings. Jalen Ramsey happens to be one of those. He's not a great teammate. He is absolutely narcissistic. He is a guy that's going to come in and probably fall into the category of separate rules for separate players, although I would love to see how Doug Peterson and this staff uh, would, in fact, be able to handle that. So I, I, I want to be perfectly clear about this. And it's about being able to, for some things, let it go. As a Jaguar fan, to your dying day, you should never let go of Miles Jack wasn't down, okay? Although I may counter with why the hell did you allow a third and 18 from Tom Brady to Danny Amendola. The Jalen Ramsey situation was bogus. And once again, it showed that the players controlled this league. But now that we've had a little bit of time to dive into the overall story, to really look at the all of the ins and outs that led to it, it was still wrong by D, uh, excuse me, it was still wrong by Jalen Ramsey, but it wasn't 110% his fault. Dave Caldwell played the role of bad cop. Dave Caldwell undressed him in front of Doug Marone, Shad Khan, and Tom Coughlin. Ramsey said immediately after that particular meeting in Houston, that's it. He was gone. He was never going to play again. And I'm almost making this easier for you because if you're going to come in here, and by all means, 6411010 on the text line by Lifetime Enclosures, if you're going to roll in tonight like, you know, Mr. Tough Guy or, or Mrs. Tough Gal, oh, he would never be allowed to play here. We would never accept him back here in Duval. Don't, don't lie to yourself, okay? Fandom, this is what it's all about. I've watched Roger Clemens go from Boston to New York, okay? We, we have seen uh, so many transitions and so many players go from team to team where you absolutely despised a guy, then he came ahead and became your guy, and you ended up 
loving him. So Jalen Ramsey to Jacksonville is probably a foolish pipe dream because of his contract. But if you're trying to tell me that you could bring him back and have him be here for the next four, five, six years or whatever, Jacksonville has that much better of an opportunity to go ahead and win a Super Bowl. Their pass defense was 28th this year in the NFL. That goes to my next question, which I'm going to that goes to my next question, which I'm going to throw out to you to get things rolling tonight. I, I feel like with free agency, haven't really hammered it yet. And granted, it's only the second day of February. You know, the doors will open on March 15th. So it is, you know, five and a half, six weeks away. And obviously, you have that 48-hour window of, uh, of legal tampering. But I do believe this year that the Jaguars are, are not going to be as active, or I know they're not going to be as active as they have been in years past because they just don't have the means. Uh, they do not have the cash. Uh, so tonight, I, I want to know what position group do you believe is the biggest concern right now on this football team. And as good as things were a year ago, with a winning record, particularly what they did late in the year, this is far from a perfect football team. There are position groups with holes. There are position groups with questions. So again, 641-1010, give me um, on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, give me what group you would improve most. I'll tell you right now, for me, it's the secondary. And I hate that I have to go to the secondary because I'm a firm believer that in this league, you have to outscore your opponent. You must put up more than your opponent. And, and I want at this particular time all of the resources to go to this football team offensively, okay? And granted, Calvin Ridley's joining the team. That's a good thing. They got to figure out left guard. They got to figure out right tackle. They got to figure out tight end. It appears they have to figure out at least uh, one more running back. So I'd like to go offense, 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 and then just see what your defense can do. And again, try to win games even if it's 34-31. As we said yesterday, we went through the numbers. The defense shaved 6.3 points off of what they did a year ago. The offense improved almost by 9 points, 8.9. It's amazing. A 15.2 point differential per game change from 2021 to 2022, it's almost unheard of. But there still is a lot of room for improvement. I I just, I, you know, and, it's, and by the way, it's not a Florida State thing. It's not. I mean, give me a break here. It's not a Florida, as a matter of fact, when you start talking about who Jacksonville may end up drafting, you know, I, I look at the guard out of Florida and say, if it all comes together, why not him at number 24, the transfer? Where do they get him from? Did he, I can't remember where he came over from. Was it, um, I, I don't know, the, whatever the case may be. Uh, getting a little bit tongue-tied here. Um, but nonetheless, uh, the, the Tyrus kid at, at number 24. I, I've seen him there in a, in a couple of scenarios. The love for Jalen uh, is gone for me because of what he did. But I also think that when you're talking about trying to win games, 
it can't be that personal for you. This is not a family matter. This is not with you and your mom and your dad and your brother and your sister and your wife and your kids and the in-laws and the outlaws and the drunk uncles and all that stuff. No. This is about winning football games. You have to learn to put aside some of those feelings if, in fact, it helps you win a championship. And Jalen Ramsey coming back here would only do that. So, again, I'm long-winded on an almost catfish scenario. There's no truth to any of this, although it's been mentioned. Uh, I think the chances of it actually taking place are are absolutely slim and none. I'm just interested in how Jaguar fans would think about this. And and I'm going to be the first one to tell you. If you say he sucks and he can't play here, you're lying to yourself. That's the point I'm trying to make. Because we all know that if he did come back here, you would root for him again. You love this team too much not to root for a guy that you do not like. And just imagine a game. Imagine a big game, a huge game. All right, maybe at Tennessee or a non-conference game or whatever it is. And Jalen Ramsey picks off a pass and he gives the ball back to Trevor Lawrence and the offense and they score. Uh, Your hatred turns the love immediately. And if you don't believe that, let me start throwing out names to you. Trent Bulky, Andrew Wingard, okay? I could show you my cell phone during the five-game losing streak that the Jaguars had and what a lot of you people said about Trevor Lawrence. So they're your own, and you said it. Don't tell me for a moment that you're not going to change. And and you can think of the worst guy in the NFL. Maybe it is Jalen Ramsey. Who's the worst guy in the NFL right now? One of the Bozes? No. One of the Kelseys? Talking about, like, criminal element? Just... Bad guy. Any way you want to define bad guys is is, is fine with me. Um, I don't know. I, I don't got. I don't have anybody. You like bad guys. You kind of like me. No, I just. I can't think of any criminal. Oh, how about the guy for the uh, 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 Niners that just got in trouble for kidnapping someone? The, yeah, the like I would never say the Boses are. Bad guys, or Jalen Ramsey's a bad guy. The Eagles guy? Yeah, Eagles player. Yeah, was it Sills or Stills? <laughs> yes. He's a backup offensive lineman. Let me see. I have it right here. Um, yeah, what a horrifying story this Sills. is. It gets almost no play because, you know, the guy doesn't doesn't play in the league. But, yeah, what, what a terrible story um, that is. All right, right there, there, there's an example of a guy that, Regardless of the set of circumstances, uh, no one should, in, in fact, root for it. That's Josh Shills. He is uh, Josh Sills is his name, S-I-L-L-S. He's on the commissioner's exempt list. He's still going to be paid while he's on it. Why Great. is it that in every job in America, if you are suspended or something is under review, I mean, people in our profession work paycheck to paycheck, but will be suspended without pay. You got these multi-millionaire or high six-digit guys, and when something like this happens for them, they're always shown the door, but it's with pay. Union. Yeah. And the NFL finally, you know, their union has done a nice job over the last 10 to 12 to 15 years. All right. I, I started off tonight to just 
kind of make a point, try to make a point. Uh, I was asked last night what I thought the difference was between the 2017 team and last year's team. And my answer was, I think there are better human beings on this team than there were back in 2017. You had a lot of selfish players. You had a lot of narcissism, particularly on that defense. And it was frightening to try to see Elijah Hood, the defensive line coach, make a point to Yannick Ngakwe. And Yannick Ngakwe just scream and yell and not listen to him. And the great Perry Fuel, who spent more than 30 years in this league as a defensive coach, trying to talk to Aaron Colvin and to Jalen Ramsey and to others, and and they wouldn't listen. I thought it was a complete, total lack of respect by some bad human beings on that team. I don't see that on this team. Maybe that's even more the reason why you don't want Jalen to come here. But I'm just trying to prove a point to you that whether it's Jalen Ramsey or any other guy in this league that you do not like, the moment he crosses the line and comes here, he's automatically going to be a huge favorite of yours. If That's he plays the way it well. is. If he plays well. Oh, if he plays bad, he's going to get toasted. Yeah. I've seen Carnell Lake and Bryce Pop and Hugh Douglas. You got to live up to your standard, okay? But the guys I just mentioned, I mean, why would they bring Bryce Pop? The Bryce Pop signing was one of the foolish signings of all time. You know why Bryce Pop was so good? Have any idea? I don't even know who that is. Bryce Pop was so good because he played on the other side of Bruce Smith in Buffalo and on the other side of Reggie White in Green Bay. Okay? Figure it out. He got here, and guess what? There wasn't one of those players. Brackens was good, and trying to put together the years was was Pop here. 98-99. Okay. So you had Brackens, and, and Brackens was good. I mean, he's arguably the best pass rusher that this organization has ever had, but he wasn't in the category of maybe the two best of all time. When you look at Reggie White and Bruce Smith, that's why Bryce Pop uh, was so good. And again, that was a little bit longer uh, or later in his career. Great right. neck roll on that guy. Bryce Pop? Yeah. Old uh, school, 90s, you know, big pads, huge neck rolls. Actually, I, I really like Bryce Pop. I heard a lot of people in town, whatever. <laughs> I, I, you know, I guess he was off that uh, one of the tee boxes in. Uh, at Deer Creek, and he would, like, stick his head out. I, I'm, I'm told this secondhand, thirdhand, you know, you guys calm down a little bit. Can you quiet down? You know, and it's like. Oh, like he lived there. Yeah. Okay. I said, bro, you live in a golf course, man. I mean, people are excited. They're playing golf. That's the thing I love is is uh, that's one of my major pet peeves of people who live on golf courses, and they, they put up, like, no trespassing signs, and, like, you take, like, one foot. I was playing out in Key West. Last summer, okay, my girlfriend had dropped me off, and I, I was playing with a couple of buddies of mine, and I'm not even lying here. This isn't even radio embellishment. My ball went six to eight inches, you know, out of bounds into some lady's backyard. So I just walk over and get, excuse me. She's like that old, that what was that old wrestling girl who used to go with the excuse me? What the hell was her name? She was married to um, uh, the Mexican guy, Guerrero. Who, who literally had a heart attack and, and, and died in the Eddie ring. Eddie Guerrero? Yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, he was with, and she, he died in the ring, but she had that Vicky whole- Vicky Guerrero. Yes, Vicky. As a matter of fact, I saw her here a few years ago. I think it was during COVID. <laughs> during, um, 
you know, one of Tony Khan's presentations. She comes out with the excuse me with that high pitched voice and, and it's like, you know, nails on a blackboard and people are freaking out. Well, I got that in Key West. You know, I like six inches onto their her backyard. I get an excuse me, and she. I'm like, yes. Yeah. She's like, you're on my property. I'm like, lady, I'm picking up my golf. How ball. does that work? Are you supposed to just leave it? And like, I don't oh, know. I can't. I don't know. But it's not like I stepped on her grass and left a big divot in her backyard. I just took a a walk over and picked up my ball. So I thought she had like a big Key West underground racket going on that. She was refurbishing golf balls and, and selling them uh, somewhere, maybe on Duval Street. I, I don't know. But um, anyway, I got to take a break. Is it really this time? It is. A lot of Vicky Guerrero talk. She is with <sighs> AEW right now. Mm-hmm. Does she wrestle? No, she's like a – I don't even know if we can call her a manager. I'm not sure what she is. Yeah, she's Nyla Rose's manager. Yeah. She just is always mixing some stuff up. <laughs> I see. That that's probably the best way to. Uh, she's no Freddie, Cla- you know, no no classy Freddie Blassie or the Grand Wizard, or Captain Lou Albano, or someone she like that. She likes to stir the pot. Right. I see. All right. Opening comments brought to you by Schmunez, a family organization out at the beach. Personal, high quality medical and surgical eye care. Doctor Catherine Schmunez, fellowship training, cornea and cataract surgery. All refractive surgery combined, that's more than 30 years in laser eye surgery. No matter what it is when it comes to your eyes, all of your needs, including the aggravation of your eyes changing, looking for your glasses, looking for your readers, anything along those lines, the best thing I can offer you is this. Go to schmunezvision.com or call 299-2906. Schmunez Vision, care you can see. We are jam-packed on this Thursday, what position group on the Jaguars right now is your biggest concern? Your answer, 641-1010 on the text line, and that is brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Nice touch, JJ. Oh. It's actually a cover by Rod Stewart. I didn't even realize how many covers became hits for him until, yeah, I'm almost done with his autobiography. How does that work money-wise if you're Rod Stewart? Like, do you make nothing off of this? Oh, no, you still get royalties, but, you know, it's interesting because – I don't think there's any set criteria. The The whole world of, of music and managers who in, in record companies who just pillage these artists. Mm. I mean, go back and read about Pink Floyd and go back and read about The Who. And, and I just finished the Mick Fleetwood book. The only reason why he went to L.A. and ended up getting with Stevie uh, Nicks and, and Lindsey Buckingham is because his former manager was in L.A. trying to hang on to the name Fleetwood Mac, named after Mick Fleetwood and, um, you know, John McVie, uh, the former bass player. So I, I don't have a concise answer for you, but this was written in 73 by the Persuaders, and then it was uh, the late uh, Robert Palmer who did it in 82. 
And then uh, Rod Stewart did it in 84. You know, he, he was here about right before football season. Yes. And he started his show with a Robert Palmer song. That um, you remember that video in the '80s when they're all, all got kind of like the Pat Benatar cut. I looked it up when you when you talked about it a few months ago. Smoking bodies, though, but like the Pat Benatar cut. Yes. that's what he started the show with, and it was like a Las Vegas show. It was unbelievable. The I'm, women were losing their minds. I have so much respect right now for Rod Stewart, man. Just reading his book, it's just, to be a rock star. Wow. What would you take? Best athlete in the world, best football player in the world, best actor in the world, or frontman rock star? Um, probably athlete because I could retire in my 40s. Like, if you're a frontman to a rock band, you're – I mean, look at the Stones. Can these guys just sit down and rest? Like they can't even really enjoy their fame. They're constantly touring and everything. If I could, well, a lot of them die early, early now. A lot of them die because <laughs> if of I drugs. Could make it past twenty-seven, that would be great. But I also don't want to be touring until I'm eighty-nine. Yeah. Um. And I just, I love the fact that if you're Tom Brady or you know whoever, you win a Super Bowl. If you're if you're Trevor Lawrence and you win a Super Bowl here, like you own that city forever. Like. A rock star, you kind of you're always on tour. You, everyone loves you everywhere, I guess. But to just be able to run a whole city, that would be pretty damn cool. Well, let's be honest here. All three are absolutely. There's no phenomenal. loser. No. What was the third one? You know, one of the great actors. Oh, I'm no, that's lame. Yeah, you got to get up too early to do that act. And I always heard about these shoots like five thirty, six in the morning. Screw that. When you're a rock star, man, you're not up to like two p.m. And it's not you. Like people don't. Like you, people like the character. Like, people don't like James Gandolfini. People like Tony Soprano. I love Gandolfini. I was watching the one the other night where he's like a head of the uh, military prison. I don't know. If and I've Robert seen Redford that. takes like a pile of rocks. This is like a Freddie Flintstone pile of rocks. You're too old. You probably don't even. I mean, you're too young. You probably don't even know who Freddie Flintstone is. Of course, is. I do. Of course I, I, I mean, do. come on. And he moves. He literally moves the rocks like five yards. Who else is in it? Robert Redford. Redford. And Gandolfini's just kind of watching from the like last his teepee. Castle. Oh. And then in the drop, he knows he's gonna get whacked in the drop, and he just he just takes it sitting in the front seat of his car. He knows it's gonna uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Gandolfini. By the way, just finished Sopranos. Um don't want to spoil it for anyone, even though it's twenty years old, but my girlfriend was so pissed at the ending. Yeah, the livid. Well, yeah, the ending is is unfortunate. Uh, he's also in that one with Brad Pitt, where Brad Pitt's a hitman and he's like a Gandolfini's like he's a drunk and oh, spends all like his money in on Mexico hookers or something. Yeah, killing them softly. Yes, exactly. That was on recently, and I watched that as well. Gandolfini was really good. He he was almost miscast that he could only do one thing, but um. Oh, maybe I don't think I've seen that killing them. Uh, softly. You, you gotta you gotta check that one out. Anyway, Rod Stewart is is now officially a hero of mine. I mean, I just can't believe this guy's the stories in his autobiography are 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 just absolutely out of this world. All right, let's get to. I'm actually pleasantly surprised. I thought I was going to get a lot of people telling me that they wanted to take me out back here at Hogan Road and throw lefts and rights for your Jalen take. Yeah, but but we're getting some folks here that 
and and I I guess I shouldn't be surprised because I'm so incredibly um, excited about the reaction that we get on this show every night from our listeners. There's a few of that. You know, there's a few people coming in, dropping F-bombs, saying, screw him, we don't want him back, he's a cancer, he quit on all of us. And you know what? I get it. I, I understand it. I'm, I'm trying to prove a point that, unfortunately, in the world that we live in, it doesn't matter who you are or what you stand for. If you get brought in, you're forced to root for him. You absolutely are. And... You can turn on them. J.J. made a great point. If they don't play well, you're going to turn on them. Look how, this, look how they turned on Nick Foles. That didn't take long. Okay, even if you do love them, you're going to turn on them. Again, look at what you people were saying about Trevor Lawrence during a five-game losing streak. I don't make this up, people. I'm, I'm, I'm very transparent as a host. I... The ego is not so fragile that it's all about me and I'm only going to tell you what I think. Uh Uh-uh. I go to you all the time. And you provide me with your opinion every single night and I share them, whether they're positive or negative. And you folks were crushing him. How about the Dewey Wingard? I mean, that's why I'm just saying. Anyway, I've made my point on that. Whether you agree or disagree, uh, that is honestly... Uh, the way that I feel. All right, let's grab some of this. Um, 5085, Baloo, do you think there's enough guys in the locker room who would be okay with Jalen coming back? That's the most important question. I think every single guy in that locker room would want him back because he can play. He can play. This is not college. This is not high school. When you get to this level, an Andrew Wingard's an exception. Apparently, he became a leader this year. In, in, in all my years of covering the NFL, there's only been a few times, and I can only count it on one hand, and, and maybe only a couple of examples of guys who are not really good who are considered leaders. Andrew Wingard is very average. Again, I would have cut him three years ago. A lot of you people out there would have cut him three years ago. Again, I remember what you said to me. But he made some big plays. The team loved him. For the most part, you're only a leader in this league if you are a great player. Jalen Ramsey's a great player. And how many guys are even on the roster now that were with Jalen when he was here? Shatley and maybe the the punter. Um, Yeah. He's a free agent. Yeah, and he's hurt. He ain't coming back. Uh, That great defense of 2017 and 2018. Also, the, the there's not one member on that defense. And to the text line, like we as fans get hurt on, about this stuff a lot more than the players do. I mean, I'm sure some players were super pissed off at Jalen, but I bet a lot of them looked at it as like a business, and we're just like, whatever. And if he comes back, I really don't even know if it would be that big of a deal, even if there was a bunch of the same players. So he worked with Boye, Colvin, Gibson. In church. Like these guys aren't even in the league anymore. Okay. Puzlozny, Telvin Smith, um, Unique, Marcel Darius, Calais Campbell, Dante F- They're all gone. Avery Jones. Uh, they're not going to remember. 
do you think they care that, that Jalen had a run-in with the former regime? That's the point I'm trying to prove on this. And, and I just don't understand at times how it can go this far. Let me, let me give you a, a much better example. Because, listen, I was the last one to buy in on Jalen. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. But if you listen to me regularly, you have heard me crush him from that moment on and forever. I lost so much respect for Jalen Ramsey. What he did was absolutely, completely cowardly. I mean, he just said, screw you to the entire city. But time has passed. Years have gone by. The personnel has changed. His teammates have changed. The coaching staff has changed. And the front office has changed. You know who hasn't changed? You, the fan. So you're going to be all butthurt about it until he makes a play. Here's another example. And, and this one may hit more at home for more of a select audience. When Dion took that five-star, right, when Sanders took the five-star Hunter to Jackson State, there were Florida State people who were literally burning his jersey, okay? There were Florida State people who looked at Dion Sanders and used the word hate, okay? I got news for you. Outside of Bobby Bowden, there's not a player in Tallahassee who has ever meant more to Florida State than Deion Sanders, even though he did so many things the wrong way. Didn't go to school, got paid playing baseball, had a run-in domestically um, with his first wife, who he met at FAMU. Um, the ultimate prima donna, the ultimate... Um, it's all about me. Yet you talk to Mickey Andrews, no one worked harder. You talk to his teammates, they loved him. There were people throwing this guy under the bus, going to the point where they actually used the word hate to Deion Sanders. So think about that for a moment. How pathetic is that? How stupid is that? One of Florida State's greatest of all time. Because he's trying to do his job. Because he's trying to make himself better. And the school he was at, better. Okay? There's, there's another example right there of your personal feelings being hurt. If it doesn't work out for Mike Norvell, and man, I really believe it's going to. I think Norvell's going to be around now for quite a few years. But if it doesn't. If all of a sudden he can't recruit and he keeps relying on transfers and all of a sudden that thing becomes, you know, that well runs dry and you've gotten now three good years out of Jordan Travis and when he moves along, they don't have a quarterback. Those same people are going to start to say, he's got to go, he's got to go, he's got to go. And if Dion can win at Colorado, which is one of the worst Power 5 programs right now in all of college football, those same people who burned his jersey and were saying nasty things about him will absolutely roll out the red carpet for him to return to God's country. I'm just bringing up reasons like this and things like this because it really is incredibly unfair for you as a sports fan. 
your loyalty will never wane, okay? This is the first year outside of 2017 that I haven't gotten on a daily basis the obligatory, that's it, I've had it. I'm never going back. I'm never going to another game. I'm never buying more season tickets. I don't like the front office. I don't like what they did in the draft. I don't like the coat. I hear it. I've heard every year. I mean, this is the first year since what? 2020? That there hasn't been a coaching change, right? You went from Doug Marone. You went to Urban Meyer. You went to Daryl Bevel in the interim, and then all of a sudden you brought in Doug Peterson. Finally, there's some stability here. It's almost like, how are you supposed to react? How is this fan base uh, supposed to deal with things on a day-in, day-out basis where you're expecting uh, negativity? It's not the case. Everything right now is on the come. Everything right now is, is, uh, is pushing forward. So... Let's do this. Got to take a break. Shape up, you Florida State fans who hate Deion Sanders. What the hell's wrong with you? Florida State's wasted more five stars over the last five, six, seven, eight years. They've wasted them all. Okay? So what if this five star went with Deion? I mean, what? Really, as much as that program is turning to for the real good. I don't want to associate myself with any of you Dion haters, okay? That is just awful. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, question of the night. What position group worries you the most right now for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Most are coming out of the secondary, also the obligatory pass rusher, uh, which is scary. It is. 24th in this year's draft. Want to talk about Osiris Torrance. Apparently, he's had a great week at the Senior Bowl. Has the largest hands of any offensive lineman, the third longest wingspan. He's been dominant on one-on-ones. Uh, he's recognized as a very good run blocker. And, you know, so far the reports I've read, he's pretty stout in pass protection. Much more to come with that. I'd have no problem with that. You know, I mean, again, I mean, there are people out there who will actually say you can't draft a guy out of Florida because of the other players who have been drafted here failed out of Florida. It makes no sense, people. Okay? Be better than that. Seriously. And and I know about all of the turds who came out of Gainesville who sucked, like Dante Fowler. I understand that Reggie Nelson couldn't figure out what was going on. He didn't have um, the sense to pick things up defensively. They really missed on C.J. Henderson. Poor kid has got major mental issues. It's sad. How, how could you miss that when he's an hour down the road? I mean, it just, it, 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 it reeks of, uh, of laziness. It reeks of totally a, a, a missed opportunity on a guy like that. Taven Bryan, again, I, I think if you look up the word barn animal, 
in the dictionary, you're going to find a picture of Taven Bryant. The guy had absolutely no clue. So, yeah, there's been a lot of lack of intelligence, a lack of in-game smarts. How did Fred Taylor do? Well, so if Osiris Torrance is the guy at 24, for non-Gator fans, is it going to ruin your night because they went over there to get a guy? I don't think it matters. I mean, am I wrong, JJ? Every week this year, it was what? Oh, they can't win against an NFC team. Oh, they can't win on the West Coast. Oh, they lost eight in a row to Houston. Oh, they've lost eight straight in Tennessee. And every week we looked at it, Doug Peterson until finally he got it with the divisional games and showed him that that video. You think if you go to Trent Bulky right now and say, hey, Trent, yeah. Break the Gator record. First time, long time. Trent, back here, way back. Yeah, um, please don't draft the guy out of Florida because those players suck. When was the last time that was, uh, I guess, was it Fred Taylor? Mike Pearson was terrible. Fowler. Uh, they got a good year. Out. He got hurt. Right. Instantly. Who? Who? Dante Fowler. Yeah, he was. But but again, I mean, he he's a bad character guy. And, and I have no problem with bad character guys if they can play. But if you're a bad character guy, if you're a turd off the field, but you're also a turd on the field, to me, I don't care how you sterilize, cleanse, and disinfect that, you're still a turd. And that's exactly what he was. We do have breaking news on an NFL turd. Oh, give it to us, my goodness. Let's give you the incomparable J.J. LaSalva. We have another nominee for earlier in the show. We were talking about worst guys in the league. Um, an arrest warrant has been issued for Bengals running back Joe Mixon after he allegedly pointed a gun at a woman and threatened her. This is a show. This is the same Joe Mixon who punched out that girl. Yeah, he's got some priors. Well, it, I don't. I want to make sure I get it right now because there were quite a few um, Bengals in the news. Well, I mean Oklahoma. He was yeah. an Oklahoma Sooner. I want to make sure it is. Yeah, he had a misdemeanor assault charge in 2014 for punching a a girl. Right in the face. Yeah. You know, who was the other guy who did that? It was, was, was it Jeffrey Stevens? Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons out of, uh, oh, Jeffrey Stevens is another one who's been arrested. He's married to that psycho, uh, that solo woman. Oh, Hope Solo. Hope Solo. Those two together. <laughs> Holy. I mean, I know I was warned, you know, early in life, don't you dare go Don't you dare go to the combat zone in Boston. It's like now it's like finding out you're a neighbor of Jeremy Stevens and Hope Solo. It's like, oh, my God, <laughs> board up your home between those two. It, who was it now? It was Jeffrey Simmons who yes. kicked that girl in the face or something like that. I mean. Oh, here's a, so Joe Mixon in 2016 was suspended by Bob Stoops for an incident involving him and a parking attendant. After he received a citation, he confronted the attendant, tore the citation in half, and then, quote, inched at the officer with his vehicle to intimidate him like he was going to run him over. Right, just to define my point, 
Jeffrey Simmons is one of the better defensive linemen, interior defensive linemen right now in the NFL for Tennessee. The fact that he did what he did to a teenage woman six, seven years ago, for the most part, is forgotten. Oh, yeah. Joe Mixon punched the girl right in the face. Okay, until this news today, that stuff has been, for the most part, forgotten. Yet, I got a whole bunch of Duval fans here getting angry with me about a hypothetical of a Hall of Fame defensive back coming back. I got some folks out there saying it's because I'm a Florida State fan, which is, is just is just so so not true. It has nothing to do got a guy with Florida State of Legion. Says he would give up his season tickets if they brought Jalen back. All right, I'm gonna tell you right POS. now. It's like I don't believe him. Uh, what do you think you, it, even if you are serious in doing that, like do you think that there's not POSs on the team right now, like, how naive are you? There's some straight animals on that team. I can guarantee you that. Like, in any NFL locker room, there's bad guys in there. You're I, just going to give up your season tickets because Jalen, who really actually hasn't done anything off the field. I can understand why you would not want to buy season tickets if the team is not playing well and yes. they are consistently losing. But let me ask you straight up to anyone out there that's willing to answer this question, whether it would be the return of Jalen Ramsey or any other player, by you electing not to redo your tickets, who are you hurting? You think Shad Khan's going to go out of business? You think the Jaguars are going to go out of business? Do you think the player cares? Even if you made a, even if you flew a banner over the stadium and said, "I, I'm at home right now. I don't, I didn't buy season tickets because you brought this player in." Do you think that player would care? No, he but, cares what you think. No, but I do understand personally if you're so against something that you wouldn't throw thousands of dollars at it. Okay. I'm not. I'm. I think it's silly to give up your season tickets for a certain player. But I'm just saying, like, if you feel that strongly about something, it doesn't matter if you're hurting the team or not hurting the team. That's just your money. Why would you want to give your money to something that you're so pissed about? I get that. Eighty-seven thirty-five. Bring Ramsey back. Win, baby. I like it. Hell I like yes. the Al Davis uh, mentality. Just win. Seventy-eight thirty-seven says Derek Harvey. Uh, I wouldn't have bought season tickets if my quarterback was Deshaun Watson. Okay. Now, that is a much deeper conversation. Yeah, that's an off-the-field sexual predator. Yes. Like, what? Jalen quit on a team and asked for a trade, man. Yes. Uncomparable. That is a totally different situation. And... You know, Cleveland was such a dumpster fire again. I don't even I didn't even monitor that situation. I don't even know what happened. The only thing I know about Deshaun Watson this past year is he didn't play well. D.D. Westbrook also got arrested for domestic violence at Oklahoma. Okay. Jaguars selected him. Boy, there's a guy who's completely fallen off the map. D.D. Westbrook. Um... No, I don't want to get into that. That, that That's totally different than uh, than what I was. As a matter of fact, I need to take a break anyway. We, we I was did too much in the first hour. Great topic tonight, though. 
I'm loving Got it. Got the people talking. Yeah, I mean, listen. We, Twitter, we, they're trying to destroy you right now. Our folks on Twitter, uh, we have the best listeners. I'm saying it right now because, in, in hopefully a lot of you have, again, I'm going to try to think of something every night that's going to make you think. JJ and I, you know, talk about it, and then we get on and say, let's, let's, uh, let's see what we can do tonight because – and the greatest example I can ever give you is Roger Clemens. Okay? Roger Clemens. Dan Duquette said he was in the twilight of his, of his career. In his last four years in Boston, Roger Clemens was just a few games over 500, and he got fat. What did Roger Clemens do? He forced the trade. Or actually, Lennon's a free agent, went to Toronto, started taking steroids, won back-to-back Cy Youngs, was traded to New York for David Wells, and started winning World Series rings for the New York Yankees. Okay, this was during the 86 years of not winning one. Do you have any idea how painful it was? to see Boston's favorite son go next door to New York and win. A- any clue at all? I mean, I don't even know what I can compare that to. I mean, Brock Berlin, he played for the U and, and the game. I don't even know who I could mention that would make sense around here. Keenan McCardell went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl. Well, I, I think for the most part, Duval was excited for. This is not even one that's comparable here. When Jalen won it last year in L.A., I, I didn't – I didn't feel any angst. I didn't feel any like 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 people were 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 uh, you know their their year was ruined. Their their weekend was ruined. I'm sure that there was some disappointment, but there's a difference there. So the other way around, it you can say what you want right now about this guy, but I'm telling you, if he came back and he made play, what about if Unique Ngakwe came back? He's a free agent. Okay, now Unique didn't fake an injury, but he did everything he could to get out of here. What about Leonard Fournette? You could probably get him for next to nothing oh, now. He's so done. Okay, though. he is done. But what if you got him on the cheap and, and you made him a third and one guy? Okay, I mean, th- th- there's a guy right there, and I can tell you, and I, I'm going to start to get into some of these stories now for the eight years that I was a sideline reporter. I always kept my pie hole shut out of respect for the job. But now that those days are behind me and those players are gone, it's, uh, why wouldn't I mention it? And I can tell you that Leonard Fournette, regardless of the situation, refused to wear a tie on the team playing and got fined every single game for it. He was that type of a jackass. There was just, put on a damn tie! Like the other 53 guys. I mean, so many, I mean, He was the only one. Okay, but if Leonard Fournette came back, Duval, Duval, I, am I wrong? Would this fan base not embrace the if return of just, Leonard Fournette? If he had, like, you know, six touchdowns all from within, like, the three-yard line, people would love that. Goal line Lenny. Playoff Lenny, goal line <laughs> Lenny, no tie-wearing Lenny. <laughs> Oh, man, Leonard Fournette. 
he tried to have the official photographer fired. No. Dude, I was standing right next to him, and it was Tom Coughlin, and it was the greatest oh. thing ever. He's like, I don't like these photos. These photos are, and he's like, he's like, Tom, look at these photos. I'm sending them to my friends in prison, and, and I don't like them. And it was the most awkward situation I I had ever seen. Everyone was just kind of looking at each other like saying, not sending them home to mom and dad. He's sending them to his his friends in the pokey. <laughs> okay? It's just like you talk about a guy. And, and imagine d- being his friend in prison well, and getting that phone and be like, these don't look good. Can you imagine being These Tom- look terrible. Can you imagine Tom Coughlin being like, asked that question? How did he answer okay? that? What did he do to I'm not talking about that? an equipment guy here or a member of the media here. I'm talking about Tom Coughlin. Was being told well, that. Well, Leonard, I'll see what I can do. Get me out of here in three, two, one. Into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. The world of the world of hypotheticals. We love it. I mean, this team is so good right now. Instead of complaining about what the hell are they going to do in the draft and what the hell are they going to do about free agency. We're living on an island filled with hypotheticals, right? Isn't that great? And can't we have a come-together moment here? It's all good. It's all good, Duval. 86-24, Blue. I'd take Unique, but I don't think the cons would. I got a serious question here. Tony Codd, deep into the world of wrestling now. Is there a business in the world where there's more backstabbing and shooting? I know some of it is choreographed. You know, KFAB. Others, you hear about backroom scenarios and deals gone bad and going from one organization to another. Tony Khan's a young guy. Tony Khan's a brilliant guy. Yes, I remember his comments to Unique Ngakwe on Twitter. Okay, I remember that. I remember everything that happened. But if you don't think for one moment that if they could dot some I's and cross some T's and you could get a pass rusher back here that Tony Khan's feelings would be hurt to the point that they would not bring him back? I don't believe that for one moment. Now, I'm not going to say that it's going to happen. Again, they don't have the cash. You agree or disagree with that? Yeah, Tony Khan actually seems like the kind of guy that would get over something like that for winning. See, fans can't get over it. That's my point. Fans can't get over stuff. And I understand that. But I do, too. That's why he's the owner or I guess the owner's son. That's why he is put in a position to make choices. And uh, most of our text line is not. Hell no on Ramsey. This is a 5933. If you were in a Fox, would you rather be alongside (laughs) a wife beater or a guy that quit during the battle? (laughs) It's like welcoming Benedict Arnold. Back, so this guy come wants on, I, I gotta, a wife feeder over, and Jay I gotta Hunter come Ramsey. on, man. Come on, I, man. I haven't gotten a come on, man, in a long, long come time. Come on, man. <laughs> oh Christ, man! I, you, you, I tell you what, the listeners tonight, 
A plus. 76-51, blue, hell no on Fournette. Toxic to the culture. All right. Um, uh, 0107 says, boy, anyone from 2017 could come back and be fine, but Jalen would be tough pill to swallow. The fan base embraced Jalen, and he took a big dump all over us. I have no, no way to argue that. None. You are 100% correct. Although I'm sure if you heard Jalen's side of the story, he's going to tell you it was 100% Dave Caldwell and there was some Tom Coughlin and he wanted out. It had nothing to do with you people. But you don't want to hear that, especially from me. If anything, you'd want to hear it from him. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough to argue that point, though, and I, and I won't. 74-29 says, Boo, I'll take Unique and Jalen. I wish Telvin never left. I'll take Ray Rice, O.J. Simpson, Joe Mixon, and Aaron Hernandez if it helps us win. Ooh. Our team would straight up murder the division <laughs> and knock out the Chiefs and Bengals in the playoffs, elevating us to a level where we get a hell of a lot of love at Ruth's Chris. Dream Hunt can come kick it too. The 74-29. Great quote from Jalen about Ruth Chris. They showed him hella love. Um, If you put together an all-con team, like all-convict team in the NFL, in their prime, they might win a Super Bowl. I'm trying to think, though, quarterback-wise. Art Schleister. I'm not familiar. Former former, uh, Buckeye, who he was a top pick, but, I mean, the guy would literally bet on whether or not the sum was going to come up the next <laughs> month. The guy, he would take odds that it wouldn't. Um, yeah, Art Schleister, historically. As a matter of fact, I think Art might have passed a couple of years ago. No, I'm he's wrong. still alive. Good. The worst thing you can do is call for someone to be dead when they're still alive. He did have health issues, Parkinson's okay. and dementia. But I'll go with Art Schleister as the quarterback. Yeah, you can get some good ones. But I know you're thinking, oh, I'd say yeah, OJ was in jail. Yeah, I remember he stole his own memorabilia back. He, like, lured some guys into a hotel room thinking they were going to, like, buy or sell memorabilia, and he just robbed him at gunpoint or something. Classic. Classic OJ. Here's a guy who wants me to talk about the Eagles lineman who was arrested for rape. Well, we mentioned him earlier, but what more do you want me to say about him? We didn't know who he is. I had no idea he who he was. He only played in one game this year. Right. Sills. I mean, it's bad. But yeah, we, 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 are, uh, we don't condone that on this show. What I've, else do you want us to say? My uh, Arch Schleister is being disripped apart right now. I've, I've just received like 18 straight Michael Vicks. Oh, yeah. How dumb am I? And I'm getting some Ryan Leafs. Yeah, but Michael Vick was a great player. Ryan Leaf wasn't. Of course, Michael Vick. Dumb of me. 67-87. Are you kidding me? Bring Jalen back. I need some better ROI from my Ramsey jersey. I never burned in the driveway. <laughs> Still holding on to that bad boy. 62-82. Blue, I definitely am very angry on the way Ramsey left the team, but would most definitely take him back in a heartbeat because he is a shutdown corner, and we need a shutdown corner. That is the best text of the night, and that's exactly my point. Thank you. 
Jalen Ramsey does not care about you. He does not care about the fans in L.A. He doesn't care about the fans in Tallahassee. He cares about himself. He cares about winning. I know it's hard. Sometimes you think, you know, Duval's a little town and, you know, we're different here. And, you know, the, the fans, you know, the players, the, the, the players don't care. They don't. Where very few do. You know who cares? The ones who played here and elected to live here. Like the recently retired Leon, uh, Leon Searcy, who retired from the airwaves here. Yeah, he was back with a vengeance today, I guess. Oh, the, he unretired. The trip didn't go well, yeah. So I, I can call him now, what, Barbara Streisand? Or Brett Favre. Can I call him? Can I call him Lennox Lewis? Any any boxer. Can I call him uh, Evander Holyfield? Those are the people who care. Look how many people played here who live here. And I I don't know if that's the case in Green Bay. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I guess it was in Boston where I was from, but Boston has such a great school system. Yeah, who the hell would stay in Green Bay? Who's going to stay in Cleveland? Who's going to stay in Buffalo? I can understand why you'd stay here. Yeah. All these Michael Vicks. Yeah, I'm really ashamed of myself for not doing that. I want to find that text again. Where was it? Let me read this once again. This is exactly the point I'm trying to make. And and it's getting personal now on Twitter. It's gone the angle where this is – this is totally a, 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 a Florida State opinion. This is a Florida State Homer opinion. It's, it's not a Jacksonville Jaguar opinion. Jalen, this is all Florida State. I mean, you're so simple. You're the lowest common denominator if you think this is a Florida State take. I mean, fine. I mean, I'm so damn honest with you people. Why Why do you think I'd cover up a Florida State thing? Quarter of the night, 6282. I want to buy you a six-pack of Miller Lite. I definitely am very angry on the way Ramsey left the team, but would most definitely take him back in a heartbeat because he is a shutdown corner and we need a shutdown corner. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. You know, in Rod Stewart's book, this was a B-side. It ended up becoming number one in both the United States and England at the same time. I don't know if I said that already. Did I? Did I tell you that off air? Was that on I've air? never heard that before. Okay. Because he looked at me like I had already said it like maybe 10 minutes ago. No, no, no. And I was like, damn, man, am I really getting to that point? Now, it may be more entertaining radio if I start saying the same thing over and over and over and over again. Smales, Smales the third, Dr. Beeperman, Bishop Pickering. To the first tee, it is Pebble Beach. It's the AT&T Pro-Am. At 63 today, minus 8 for Hank Labiota. 
Any idea where he went to school? If I was a betting man, I would probably say Florida State University. Let me give you a hint. He's either Boston or Florida State because that's all I talk about the entire show. <laughs> yeah, uh, Florida State University. He, he went to Florida a... State. I mean, the only guy I know who went to Florida State is Jalen Ramsey. Apparently, and that's the only reason you want him back. Hank Labiota went to Florida State. Yeah, yeah, I want him here because he's a Florida State guy. Yeah, he has one shot up on Kurt Kitayama in uh, Pebble. What a weird leaderboard. Where are all these players? Kitayama had a pretty good year last year. But I'm just looking at the front page. But other than that, I've never heard of any of these guys. Aaron Baddeley at minus six. I've heard of him. I've heard of Scott Stallings at minus five. Lucas Glover. Henry Higgs, a few years ago, I was up in uh, one of those sections and and watched him on 17 with uh, Mrs. Harry Higgs, the mom. Very nice lady. Lucas Glover, Ryan Moore at minus four. Where are the heavy hitters? Are any of them here? Any major winners here? Uh, Jason Duffner is tied for 80th. He's won a major. Luke Donald's. Luke Donald ever won a major? He's minus four. I don't think Luke's no. ever won one. Uh, Ocala's own uh, Teddy Potter Jr. tied for 98th. Boy. It's a rough field this week. I got to mention Tom Hoagie because Tom Hoagie's sister is a teacher at the high school I went to right outside of Boston. How do you know that? And whenever I get an opportunity to mention Boston, you know I'm going to do it right here on this show. Uh, Jordan Spieth won under. I know that actually from visiting with my dad last week in Tampa. He relayed that story to me. And, you know, when elders speak, I I, I listen. Not only do I listen, I retain. I see. Uh, Jordan Spieth, Danny Willett, and Matt Patrick all tied at one under all major winners. Cooch, Cooch is even. We were getting into it. We were talking about the Buckner era. So like You just mentioned certain people and something comes to mind. Poor Matt Coocher. He's always going to be remembered for shortchanging that caddy. In Mexico. He's. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't care what he does. I mean, it could be like Matt Coocher day, and he's like, Dropping millions and millions on charity, he's always <laughs> yes. going to be remembered for that. Even though he made up for it, I, he was very apologetic, wasn't he? And he ended up giving the guy a bunch of cash, but still. Webb Simpson, even I, I imagine Paul uh, Paul Tesori, who lives out here, lives in St. Augustine, uh, still on his bag. I would I would believe. I haven't heard. Uh, differently. See, this is really the time of year now I start massively getting into golf. Uh, Torrey Pines last week, a little bit, but now here with, um, you know, Pebble Beach, then it's what? Next week, it's it's out to uh, to Arizona, the Phoenix Open, which oh, is... Oh, the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to go there. Wow. It, both, both happening at the same time. Mm. Philly fans, too. And then it's, you know, Riviera, and then they head here uh, to begin the Florida State. Yeah, Philly fans. Did you see the story that came out today from Fred Warner's wife, the linebacker, one of the linebackers for the, uh, uh, um, excuse me, one of the linebackers for the San Francisco 49ers? Did you see that story? Frightening story. About his wife says she will probably never go back to the Eagles stadium. Yeah, that makes sense. 
thought I saved it. Um, uh, here it is right here. Fred Warner's wife, Sydney. A Bachelor contestant. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Um, she posted this on TikTok, which I heard from reliable sources the other day that that's, that's really the way that China spies on us. Oh, did you hear China had a spy balloon over the United States the last few days? Of course they did. <laughs> anyway, during the uh, NFC Championship game, Philadelphia fans were heckling her to the point that she said, I'll probably never go back to the stadium, to be honest. I guess you can just call me a wimp, but I couldn't handle the fans. Like, I'm 100% down for, like, riding for your team, but hooray, let's go team. But honestly, I just didn't feel very safe. Are these people new to Philadelphia, like, with the Boses and now this? And it's like, what do you – are you that naive? Do you not know what goes on there? Like, if you're wearing away stuff to that stadium, I don't know. At this point, it's on you. Philadelphia fans are a different breed. Absolutely. And, you know, where I come from is awful. Next door in New York is awful. You know, you've seen the Bills Mafia here, but, you know, to me, they're – Bills Seem Mafia. Seem a nice enough bunch. Here's the problem with Bills Mafia, that – they slipped on some ice and some snow, and like right at birth, <laughs> and they're just permanently, head. you know, not there. There's something missing. That's the best. If you were to say yes. like just a group and then add it with a couple of words, <laughs> Bills Mafia something equals missing. something missing. The Eagles okay? fans are just nasty. No, they they are the worst human beings on this planet. Okay, according to what that's where Jalen Ramsey should go. That's where all these bad players should go. They should have an away seating section at most of these stadiums. I don't know why they don't. Yeah, I kid about this, and I've been the you know Red Sox, Yankees, and I've been the Montreal Canadian, Boston Bruins, and I've been the Florida, Florida State, and Florida State. I, I've seen all the rivalries. Okay, I remember when it was Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, and now Jacksonville, even at Tennessee or Houston, I've seen all of them. And this was before I was a sideline reporter because I I took a game out of the press box because I had my mom and dad in town. My brother was in town. So glad I did not have my little girls with me at the time. But we sat on, you know, the opposite, uh, on the uh, opponent side. They were good seats, but they were on the away side, on, on Philadelphia's side. And I want to tell you something, man. It, it, it was one of the worst. It was by far the worst experience I've ever seen at a ball game here. Now, for most of them, I've either been on the sideline or in or in the press box. But they were just so vulgar. I mean, their, their vocabulary, their and, – and they kicked the living snot out of Duval. But it really was. It, it was a – it was a sad current of events because there were so many women around, there were children around, and these Philadelphia fans just did not care. And if I remember correctly, there were some battles, there were some punches being thrown. But I remember saying right then, uh, you know, to my dad and my brother, and I was, there's no way I would ever bring my young girls. Or like your wife? I'll tell you right now. I'll tell Hell you. Oh, no. If Philadelphia comes here, do not bring your children. Okay? And and that's not a 
indictment on Duval fans or the du- or or the Jacksonville organization. It's you're bringing in felons. You, you're bringing in awful human beings, and there's nothing positive about that experience. Buffalo's Buffalo's a lot of bark, but no bite. You know, same with New York. Philadelphia is different. And, you know, I've met some really good people from Philadelphia. All right? And and I think we all know that just a couple of people can ruin it for an entire fan base. You have that power. A few knuckleheads can, can ruin an identity of a fan base. It can totally become stereotyped. Philadelphia? There is nothing worse. My whole family's from there, by the way. There is nothing worse <laughs> than those fans. And I can't even explain it. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I've always wondered. It's odd because, like you said, it's not just, you know, that region and it's cold up there. And it, Because, like you said, New York fans aren't that aggressive Boston fans aren't that aggressive it's literally just Philly you know Pittsburgh fans in the same state aren't like that it's weird something in the water water as they say well those fan you know the Boston New York thing they're aggressive to each other but I don't think Giants or Jets fans are coming down here with all the four-letter words you know degrading women and children (laughs) the way the Philadelphia people are I, I I just don't I don't think Pittsburgh does that it's now, by the way, if Philadelphia, you see what the New York Giant player said about Nick Sirianni today, that he's got a free ride here to the Super Bowl? Anyone could win with that team. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. I, I can see where there's some beef in the East. And that if Giants and Eagle fans are going at it, or DC fans and, and the Eagles, or Cowboy fans are going at it, fine. But, I mean, there's no rivalry with Philadelphia coming to Jacksonville. And it was one of the worst experiences I've, I've, I've ever seen. And, you know, I talk about this probably once a year. I'm not going to go into great detail, but I've, I've never really fully understood winning and then instead of just enjoying yourself, the feeling of you got to get into the other fan base and the loser and stick your finger in their face and tell them that they suck. I have never... And that happens everywhere. Well, how would you know that your team lost unless I'm letting you know that your team lost? <laughs> but, but you know, that's... I understand what you're saying. I, unfortunately, probably fall into that demographic. And I'm sure I did earlier in my life, okay? It, the older I get, I mean, when I complain, for the most part, it's because teams that I love lose. When they win, there's a feeling of satisfaction. Yeah, the older I get, the more I'm like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a feeling of, oh, you know. Almost a relief. And let's let's go find some good people, and let's have some spirits, and let's reminisce. I want to sit down and relax. But, but where did the stick the finger in the face of the other person and tell them that they suck? All the way down the turnstile. It's like unbelievable. entire walk. And it's gone on forever. <laughs> I mean, I'm not giving Philadelphia credit for inventing this. This, this has gone on forever. But, and again, it, so it feels like to me that like 99% of fights start because of the winning team. 
The happy team. Yeah. Not, not the pissed off losing team. They don't start the fights. It's the winning team that does. Instigating. It's unbelievable. Final thoughts coming up. Hacker will join you at 8. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. She kissed me like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? All right, apparently we are uh, getting accused tonight of being just a little bit too boring. I'm going to try to pick things up for you tomorrow night. We're going to do our best. Go back into the lab and try to get something pulled up for you. On Friday from uh, from 3 to 6. My, I, I mean, I just, I didn't even actually plan on really going deep into this tonight. I, I told you, I almost got catfished on the Ramsey. But this is great. I mean, this has gone full circle. Um, you know, here's another one. That I Actually, you know, I'm going to leave it alone as far as the text. But that was another one in support. Of, uh, of bringing in uh, Jalen Ramsey. Not a fan of him, but uh, to go out and win. And, you know, just let me clarify one thing. This is a hypothetical. The Jaguars can't afford it. But the whole context of this is because of, instead of getting into free agency and, and, and all of this type of stuff uh, that – we have done year after year after year where this team is is a bottom feeder and you're talking about the top pick and you're talking about the Jaguars are so relevant now that you can actually have conversations like this even if they are hypothetical. And it's great. I mean, look at the passion. What are you guessing we got here tonight, JJ? Three, 400 responses on the text line? Oh, is my God. More? So many. And people just multiple times on Twitter. Twitter's blowing oh, up Oh, my right Twitter's now, so. just... Twitter's a little bit... Na- I guess I use the term idiot. Now I've been called an idiot on many Twitter. times. About 50 times here. Twitter is a lot more... Even, like, mm-hmm. the text line, even though this isn't going out anywhere and it's only for us to see, the people are actually a lot more toned down. Like, Twitter, it's almost like you want to show how nasty you can be to a person in front of all of them. But By the way, you don't have to you com- did call them idiots. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> but but it, was a, it was a general idiot. Yes. I, I didn't say Not you personally. in Section 12, Seat 4, you're an idiot. The it was royal a, you. Um, I, I don't block anyone. I'm not going to block you on the text line. I'm not going to block you on Twitter. You can say whatever the heck you want. So don't worry about it. Uh, that I, I I know that I, I think some people out there uh, do that. It's not something that I do. If I if, if I'm gonna do things this way, I I expect to hear from you in a certain way. So that is definitely the case. All right. Um, we really didn't get an opportunity, even though I got a lot tonight to to get into that position group as far as the biggest concern. So we're gonna spend a little bit of time on that. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, maybe not. I, I, I really tomorrow want to spend some time on the Senior Bowl. Do you realize that a year ago there were – let me find this for you. The, the 40% of the draft came from the Senior Bowl. I mean, it's it's incredible. Let me find the, the statistics. Where did I put it? Let me see. 
I read this earlier today, and I was shocked by it. Um, oh, damn. I don't know what I did with it. I'm sorry, people. I, I have so much stuff here, and sometimes I have it, and sometimes I lose it. Uh, here we go. There were 106 players drafted from the Senior Bowl in 2022. 106 people. Okay? 40% of the entire draft. 45 of the players were selected in the first three rounds with just six drafted in the first round. So, you know, you're seeing a lot of top prospects. And obviously the Jaguars this year, it's not like the last couple of years where they're drafting number one. They're drafting number 24. The guy that they select could be playing in this year's Senior Bowl. So we'll give you some guys to look for. Uh, Tomorrow it's a football game this weekend, right? You get that course with the Super Bowl coming up one week from Sunday as I say all the time now that the show is over I don't check the text line I do want to thank all of you though I got a ton of response tonight uh, whether you agree or disagree it's always good to hear from you you can still get me on Twitter that is Baloo B-A-L-L-O-U 1010XL for JJ I am Rick Baloo we'll talk tomorrow night at six o'clock